Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 20. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. That means I'm Ben. Good evening, folks. Today we're going to be talking about managing the sidelines. The main concept of this podcast is to discuss coaching youth football or soccer at the grassroots level. Ben and I both coach under-11s teams. Ben coaches the boys and I coach the girls. Each week we'll look to choose a different topic to cover and discuss our experiences, both good and bad, and any advice that we may have. Ultimately, we're looking to get this content out there and hopefully help out other people, other coaches who are working at this grassroots level. So Ben, should we launch right into it then? So we're talking today yeah, about managing the sidelines. So what do we mean by that? Well, I think we mean the challenges that we sometimes get from parents uh, in terms of um, their personal opinions about how you should be coaching and how you should be managing your team and also just general behavior, I guess, on the touchline, um, which so yeah, encompasses a few things, but yeah, just general, general challenges and curveballs that the parents throw at you and how you deal with those. I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about yourself, but I think for me, a lot of the time, again, it's it's the minority, isn't it? You know, so the majority of parents hugely supportive. Yeah. Um, it's usually the vocal minority, the squeaky wheels <laughs> that cause you the most heartache and angst you know yes, and absolutely. take up some mental uh mental headspace you know yeah. uh throughout the week absolutely so, and, it, and it, i mean yeah that's probably that's a fair assessment and i think the the challenges i've had the last two weeks have taken up a lot of my thought space and they've kind of affected affected me probably more than I thought it would affect me and it's kind of eating away at me a little bit and that's probably something I need to get a bit more of a a kind of hard shell I suppose and not let it bother me as much but I kind of take that stuff personally so but we'll you know we can go into the specifics a bit more in a minute about what what I've had to deal with and you know you may have had certain certain similar things so um we'll see so again, I, I think quite honestly, I, I don't know if the, I think I've said this before, I, I don't, I don't see quite as much of it in the girls game as I do with the boys. And, you know, I'd, I'd, go, along, that, yeah. Yeah, I'd go along with my, my, in fact, we both, we both see both sides actually, don't we? Cause your daughter plays, plays at yeah. quite a high level as well. So I, I just don't see as much of it. Whereas when I go to the little lads games, it, it seems to be, uh, there's, there's much more, more testosterone thrown onto the pitch. If you like, you know, from the, from the sidelines, but absolutely. I mean, do you want should we start talking about, you know, where, where did this all start? I mean, actually it started way, way back, but this latest flare up, do yeah. you want to take us through that a little bit? Yeah. So we, we had a game two weeks ago. It was actually a local derby. We played our one of our other under-11s teams from the club. And um, it was a real, really intense game. Really intense. I think I probably mentioned this on last week's. And we won We won 2-1 in the end in the last kind of 30 seconds. But it was a very... It, was quite, it wasn't necessarily fiery, but I think just both teams wanted to win it so badly. And I've got, got a particular parent who I've known for quite a few years. Um, 
I've known his son for quite a few years and he's he's quite I think passionate is the word but I think it 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 overspills into very aggressive behavior at times um so this latest incident he he's got he's kind of got this thing that he it's only directed he directs it generally at the team sometimes but it's more direct, directed as at his son and it's not your normal kind of you know we all we all do it oh come on what's that Elijah like if I'm saying to Elijah he's man oh, Elijah come on what's that you know it's not that it's this really really aggressive oh what's that what have you done what are you doing oh, you know really over the top and I really don't like hearing it and every time he does it to his son he ends up in tears on the pitch and of course this happened again in this game he made a mistake and they scored from it and he's he's gone absolutely berserk at his son and of course he's in tears to which I probably shouldn't have done it, but I shouted across the pitch, look, you know, this isn't helping. What are you doing? Stop. When really I probably should have waited till half time and go around and had a word. But then I saw one of the other parents also have a word with him. Um, and after that, it didn't kind of happen again. But this has happened quite a few times in the past in games. And I have spoken to him about about this. And I've said, you know, this I don't want to hear that. As a coach, I don't want the players hearing it. I don't want the opposition parents hearing it. I don't want the opposition players hearing it. I don't want my parents hearing it. I said, I'm also a dad because my son's in the team. I don't want my son hearing it. And whatever I may say to my son, I don't go anywhere near over that line that I think he crosses. Um, So I thought, you know, that was it. And after the game, I went round to kind of have a chat with him about it. And he he just basically launched into into one about... um, I, I took his son off after 45 minutes. So the game's an hour. So he played three quarters of the game. He played three quarters of the game the week before in our first match. And obviously, the I don't know if it's the same. Is it they have to play half a game? Is that the same rules you have? Is that the league requirement? We don't. We don't. That's our official. That's our official. Yeah, sort of there's no regulation. But oh, is there not? Okay, not, that's not, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Actually, you've got me questioning now. But I need to go back and. I mean, we if there was, we we do it anyway, you know. Yeah. So yeah, try yeah. and make sure that all the girls have at least a half, you know. And, yeah. and, and we've got quite a few subs, so sometimes you know you have to you have to try and make sure you know you're thinking, oh, you know, because you you're sort of swapping out in both yeah. halves, and sometimes you play quarters as well. So yeah, yeah but but generally we, we try and make sure that people get it's never going to be equal minutes but you know we try and make sure we share them around yeah okay so so this is the thing so he he played okay the rules are that our regulations are they've got to play a half minimum of beyond that there's no obligation to play any player for you know it's up to you as a coach how you see fit so he's played three quarters of both games and i said i said i'd put him back on the pitch in the last 15 minutes. So there's only 15 minutes left by the time I took him off and I didn't get around to putting him back on. Partly, I'll hold my hand up. I, I kind of got so caught up in the game, I kind of forgot to do it, which is my fault. Um, doesn't really normally, that's never happened before. Obviously, I've, you, as soon as you bring a player off, they're always like, oh, can I go back on? Can I go back on? It happened today in the game. Today we played. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I say, look, you'll play, I'm doing subs every 15 minutes, you'll play at least a half. Most of you'll play three quarters of a game, you know, and we'll see, what, see how it goes. So, he launched into one saying that I always take his son off first. I treat him differently to everybody else. He's the one who always gets left on the sidelines like a lemon. That was that was the word he used. Um, but he did it in a really aggressive, quite angry way. And um, 
I was I was pretty stunned by it. I'll be honest. And I think a lot of it had escalated from the fact that I'd asked him to calm down on the pitch, and another dad had done the same. And I think he got the ump about that. I think if he played the whole game, he'd have found something to have a go at me about. Mm-hmm. So I kind of walked away from it. And then, of course, later on in the day, I got all the WhatsApp messages that I always get from him. Because um, this is this is not the first incident where he's felt the need to message me about things to do with his son with the team. So I've had numerous occasions where he's messaged me about, I played him in goal for one game because our keeper wasn't registered. He messaged me about that, didn't like it. Oh, I don't want him going in goal again. Uh, two other separate occasions, he's queried why I've not played him up front. When when I have played him up front, he's played up front plenty of minutes. He's come on in games, he's swapped around, he's played up front. And my view is that he's not a striker. So I've had to deal with that as well. Well, why aren't you playing? You give everybody else a chance, and which, I, which isn't true. Certain players have never played up front in the team because they're just suited to other positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my take as a coach to do that. Um, he's queried the minutes he's played before when he's treated exactly the same. So all the all these incidents just add up, and there's always something. And whether it's because he thinks he's got my ear because I've known him for so many years, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't do this with another coach from the club because he hasn't got that sort of relationship with them. Um, and then he just started throwing in things like, oh, well, other people have commented about how you do subs and it's confusing for the players and all this. And I thought, oh, this is just... You know, this is ridiculous. And like I said to him, in a year in a year and a bit we've been doing this. I've never had one single parent ever contact me. And I've always said if there's any issue, any problem, anything you're concerned about, you can always come and speak to me about it. Not one person has ever said to me, I don't agree with how you do substitutions. I don't agree with this, I don't agree with that. So I said to him, until somebody comes to me with something on that front, I can't take anything you're saying seriously on that subject. So when I challenged him about it, of course he kind of didn't follow it up with any facts um and then he just started he, he kind of the worst thing for me whether he's got a beef with how i do subs or not i mean i discuss this with other clo- uh, coaches from our club you your view might be the same every player will play a half and then at the end of the day we're all we're all there because we want to win games we're not a hand on heart nobody's going to go and go yep all i'm bothered about is the players get equal minutes and it's fair Everybody's there because they want to win a football match. It's as simple as that. The parents do, we as coaches do. And I speak to other coaches at the club and they say, I've got certain players in my team that I will not take off because he said, if I take them off, it diminishes our chances of playing well, winning the game. So everybody will get a half. You know, I try and rotate it as fairly as possible. But there are certain players that you'll leave on the pitch because they put in more effort in. They've got a bit more ability. They just... You know, they're just at the forefront of everything and you can't take them off. So I think a lot of this with this particular incident comes from the fact that there are a few players that I may take off less than others. But for the majority, most players are playing at least 45 minutes just because of the way the subs work. So Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of foundation in his accusations. Um, The worst thing for me was that he kind of justified this shouting as... um, They've got this dynamic in their relationship and that's partly how they communicate, which I found I found a little bit worrying, really. And I found it quite astonishing that he thinks that's kind of acceptable and that he responds to that. I mean, he argued that two minutes later, he nearly scored a goal because it, it made it woke him up and it helped him respond. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I can only go and what I see on a pitch. And if I see a player crying his eyes out, it's almost because he's intimidated by it. Um, so... He kind of justified it by saying, well, we've got that relationship and I'm 
perfectly entitled to shouting like that. But if people don't like it, I'll try and turn it down. So, which was interesting because when I spoke to him in the summer about it, he was quite contrite about it and said, oh, I didn't realise I was doing that. I really saw, yeah, yeah, I've got to stop doing it and all this. So he's kind of flipped it on its head now and said, well, that's part of our relationship, blah, blah, blah. And it isn't as far as I can see because I think that when you see a player crying and he's saying, oh, he's only crying because he's, made, he's upset about the mistake. Well, I'd, you know, I don't think that's necessarily true. I've, I've seen him cry when he's not made a mistake and his dad's just shouted at him. So it's not, it goes a bit further than that. And it's kind of put me in a difficult position as a coach and as some, as looking after the welfare of the kids. I've had to speak to the club about it and say, look, just to cover my own back, this is going on and I've got to try and deal with it. And the club have backed me and said, you know, he's got to have a final warning it carries on he'll be asked to leave we'll give him a refund and that'll be that so it was a bit it upset me a lot to be honest because I thought mm-hmm. a lot of what he said was not true um he started talking about him swapping teams so I was a possibility because I want him to be happy He's, he gets confused by you as a coach and I thought this is just it's absolutely I mean you couldn't make it up really and of course, bearing in mind, whenever I train with this kid, he's as happy as Larry, loves his teammates, gets on brilliant, never had a problem with him. Um, so I don't know how much of it is him telling his dad stuff and his dad completely using it as an example to try and make his point in a ridiculous and over-the-top way. When it's He sort of embellishes what's been said, I think. I think there's a bit of that going on. So I've basically said to the club, look, I can't really have this carry on because there's always something that he's not happy about and they've backed me and said look if it happens again just take you, we'll perfectly back you to take the sun off and not put him back on the pitch so it doesn't happen so that's kind of where we're at with it now that it is a final warning I'll keep a close eye on it he's actually said he'll watch the games from further away from the pitch to try and which he did today he, he, he did what he didn't watch from such on he stood quite a way further back and he almost went at one point I almost heard him go <laughs> And he actually reined it in and his son actually gave away a penalty today, um, which was actually a bit harsh and he didn't have a go at him. So I thought, I'm not counting my chickens because we've been here before and I've spoken to him about it and he's, he reins it in for one or two weeks, but then it creeps back in, especially when it's a tight game. Well, we had a really, we had a really tight game today. Um, and I could, uh, you know, there were times where I could hear him, you know, in the voice, it was going up and, and all this sort of thing. So I'm keeping an eye on it and it's made me assess going into next season if everyone's carrying on and we carry on whether I will keep them or not because I just, it's it's one of those things you don't mind dealing with issues as a coach at all and there are always going to be issues but this stuff is there's a personal element to it because I think because I've, I've known him for so many years and I think that he plays on that and he does he takes liberties a little bit with me but I've just had to be firm with him and say like I said when he kept asking why he doesn't play up front I sat him down and said look whether you agree with me or not, I'm the coach. I don't see him as a striker. I don't think he's got certain things you need to play as a striker, which is why I don't play him there. He's blossomed into a fantastic defender. He's vice-captain this year. Um, so he knows how much I think of him. And so for him to say that I'm treating him differently because of his dad is absolutely ridiculous. And I can look, look myself in the mirror and go, do you know what? I don't treat him any differently to any other player. Yep, certain players I'll leave on longer. Others I won't. But that's just my prerogative as a coach because I'm the one putting my neck on the line to do it. I put all the work into it, so I should be entitled and left alone to manage the team as I see fit. I won't get it right all the time, but we've generally been on an upward curve since we started doing this, so I'd like to think I've got a little bit of noose about what we're doing. So so that's that's kind of a summary of it, really. Sorry, that's gone on a bit, but there's a bit to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots there, isn't there? 
so, yeah, yeah so in, in summary, that's kind of what that's that's kind of been it. So um, yeah, it's been a it's been a stressful couple of weeks to be perfectly honest. So I guess I mean, you know, did that have you? How did that affect you personally? It, for, I would say for at least probably two or three days, it was all I thought about. Not not every minute of the day, but it it was kind of like, well, how do I? I kept asking myself, how do I deal with this situation? Is the main thing because he's he's sort of leveling stuff at me that isn't true. I don't know. So to the point of, I, I thought, what's he going to do next? What's he going to say to me next? Because he doesn't agree with my point of view. He said, he said, look, let's just leave it. He said, I don't agree with you. You don't agree with me. And that's it. And I thought, well, I'm not really sure what you disagree about with me. Because I'll, I'll speak to my assistant about it. And you know, other parents have commented and they, they're, they're all a bit bemused by it as well. So it's kind of, I said to Stu, this, my assistant, I said, do I treat the players differently? And he said, no, you don't. He said, he's just, he's, taught, he's rubbish. He said, obviously, if his, if his beef is that you leave certain players on more than others, that's up to you to do. And if one of them's my son, he's probably got a problem with that, that my son, I probably will leave on. I probably will leave Elijah on in a lot of games because I think he's one of the better players in the team. But I would do that if he was my son or somebody else's son. There's a couple of others that I don't really take off because they're so important to the dynamic of the team that I just feel in a lot of games, I can't take them off. Um, So, you know, if that's the, I don't know if that's, I think that is the issue because he's mentioned that before a couple of years ago in another, when we were in Little League. This goes back to Little League when I used to coach and he used to have issues with that. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's just a personal parent thing. I'm, I'm not naive enough to think other parents agree with everything I do. Of course they won't. I don't when I watch a larger play for other teams. I think, what's he doing that for? But I wouldn't, I'd have the respect for the coach. I think, well, you're the coach. I'm going to stay out of it. I've got my opinion, but you've got to run the team as you see fit. Yeah, I guess, you know, the reason I ask is, <sighs> You know, we're, we're just human beings at the end of the day, aren't we? And, and there are some people who seem to have an absolute unshakable belief and confidence in everything they do. And yep. usually they, they don't tend to grow that much as, as individuals because they're never, if you're perfect from the start, well, why do you have to learn new stuff? Whereas, yep. you know, most of us, if, if you get basically that, that, relentless personal attack on you and yeah. and the way you're doing things I, i'd imagine it you know it has you scratching your head and and just and just questioning whether they're you know are they right have they got points or yeah i mean that's that's kind of what i have i mean i, I did hold my hands up and i said to him look i said i did say i'd put him back on the pitch which is the thing he obviously got the beef about and i said but human nature sometimes you do forget whether you agree with that I mean he didn't like the fact I said I forgot to put him back on but then I said you know he's played pretty much the whole game anyway so you do make mistakes like I said I'm human I got caught up in the game didn't put him back on and I'll learn from it and it's funny because normally to the players I say I'll try and put you back on but in this case I actually said I will put you back on which is unlike Mm. me because I never normally say that um, and I think I'd ever because he was playing well I thought thought I'd get him on for the last five minutes and I just didn't do it because I got so caught up in the game so I'm, I mean, today before the game, I said I, I laid it out to the players, and I always do anyway. I say I'll do subs every 15 minutes. You'll all play a half. If I can get you back on at the end, I'll try. That's kind of how I always word it. Um, but this case, he, he jumped on the fact that I said I'd forgot, which isn't the greatest wording I could have said. And I've said, you know, I'll learn from that, and I won't say that again. Um, but and it led to, but I think a part of it is probably was embarrassed that people had had a go at him about his behaviour. I think there mm-hmm. is a part of that, and like you said when you say about the unshakable belief thing, 
there is yeah. an element of that. It's it's that it's that dad or mum, mostly dads, that we all come across as coaches that think their son or daughter is just brilliant. It's like I've said this to you before, you know, when you watch the X Factor and people go on there and they can't sing and they're genuinely devastated when they get kicked off, even though they can't hold a note. And it's that thing, they just they've got this belief that they they sound amazing to themselves and it's kind of a similar thing here that he's genuinely convinced that his son is good enough to play here there do this and, and he's blossoming into a great player it's just i wish he could just step back and go look and i've moved him into this position and i would i will take a little bit of credit for it and he's turned into a fantastic defender because of it to the point he almost got player of the year last year he, he mm-hmm. came i think he got a few votes came second and i thought as a dad i'll be thinking wow i'm so proud of you for making that position your own and blossoming. Why do you want to rock the boat and try and make it into this thing? Oh, he should be playing here, there, where it's not his best position. I don't really get it, but, you know, it's that glory thing, isn't it? Oh, I want to score goals and this, that and the other. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's kind of been dealt with to a point, but I think, it, ironically, he said something about, oh, we'll stop now because I don't want to burn any, I don't want to burn any bridges. I thought, well, there's not many bridges left to burn, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Interesting. It's, 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 is and it's you know it's been good for me in a way to deal with it because it's kind of really it's made me question how I do things and I've learned a few things about myself that I that I said the wording I said and being a bit more clear with the players maybe but there's so many things to think about and you get so involved in the planning your coaching sessions and all the admin you've got to do it's 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 I think some parents just think you rock up on a training night having knocked together a five minute plan before and then you know you turn up on a match day and you haven't really thought about you know I plan all the subs in advance I'll write them out who's coming on when but of course during a game that changes because you don't know what's going to happen in the game you could be five and up at half time you think oh great I can take off some of my better players but invariably the games are tight and you get caught up and it's tense you think oh maybe I shouldn't take him off now even though I've planned it because I need him on so uh, you know, but part of me just wants to say, to, I probably will at some point. Say, look, you want to do this? Sign up, become mm-hmm. a coach, and you'll see what how difficult it is because it is difficult. As soon as you bring the players off, they want to go back on, and you know all this stuff's going on. It's hard, but and it may be questioned: Do I want to carry on doing it? But I thought, no, of course I do. I'm not going to let, even though it affected me for those few days, and it really did upset me. I thought, no, this is this is one guy's opinion who I've always had an issue with. And I've never had any problem with anybody else. Um, and I've had positive comments generally from people. So, you know, it is what it is. You've just got to take it with a pinch of salt to a point. Yeah, yeah. But you're yeah. right, in the girls game, I've never seen it. I mean, have you never had this at all? Anything remotely like this? Probably not. No, I, I guess the the only point at, at which, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, oh, you know what, I, I, I don't know if I'm... Um, you know, do I want to carry this on? Uh, was more um, going as a spectator, uh, watching the lads game. <laughs> and again, just getting sucked into uh, some nonsense there and, and just thinking, oh, you know, I might just take myself out of this environment. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think, I'm trying to think, I can't think of a single game. Now, in some of the tournaments towards the back end of last year um, that were getting more competitive, there was a lot more gamesmanship and I was kind of getting a bit riled by that and, and again thinking, oh, you know, when it gets, when that side of it gets even more, you know, 
am I able to just keep a lid on it, you know, keep that yeah. Zen-like calm. And, and so, you know, at that point I was thinking, oh, you know, could I carry on? And, and, and you, you have these thoughts, don't you? I'm, I'm sure most coaches must have those thoughts, even if they don't, you know, admit to it. Um, but you know, it, it pops in your head and then you think, no, of course I'm, of course I'm going to do it. I enjoy it. You know, the kids enjoy it. Um, but like I say, it's, it's sometimes you just get these niggly little grains of sand, you know, that um, become a, a big problem. Yeah. And I think with me, I think a lot of it is, I'm always questioning, oh, you know, am I, am I a good enough coach to sort of, you know, bring these players on and, you know, because there's always that, but we've had an episode on this before when you, um, you're coaching and you've got all the parents watching you, you're thinking, God, you know, I've, I've got to look like I know what I'm doing here. And are they looking at this going, why is he doing this? Or, you know, so there's always that pressure and I'm always kind of, you know, not, not self-doubting myself, but there's always little issues nagging away. You're going, oh, you know, and, and then these things happen and you think, oh God, it can really destroy your confidence, to be honest. But then I just kept telling myself, to pull myself out of it a little bit I kept saying right you've put this team together because we, you know we've only been together a year I, I put the team together with it's a mixture of people I knew people I saw people I got recommended and I've had to somehow mould them into a team and I think I've done that and, I, and I'm I'm not the sort of person who goes around blowing my own trumpet by any means um, but I thought you know we've had we've been moved up three divisions in the time we've been together we're unbeaten this season got to three semi-finals in tournaments over summer thought there is an element that I kind of know what I'm doing a little bit and I've had to find a niche for all of these players and what I think is their best combination and it's kind of working okay so that's kind of what I told myself just when I was having those doubts because I was after all this has happened and I thought no you kind of you kind of do know a little bit what you're doing um, mm-hmm. if that makes sense so that's kind of how I started to pull myself out of it. And I thought, you know, this is one isolated kind of thing. Um, so on the other end of it, this, I mean, this is, this, a lot of people might relate to this. I've had another parent who's kind of, who can be a bit of a thorn in my side, but it's, it's kind of almost, um, I'm not going to belittle it because if you've got an issue, you should discuss it, but it's, it's almost more spinal tap type stuff. <laughs> for example, for example, um, she, she, I got a message because her son was upset that one of the other players hadn't passed to him. Oh, yeah. you did mention this one before, this. yeah. yeah. And it actually, <laughs> mate, and this this was the same night that all this had blown up, and I actually burst out laughing when I read it just because it was on like, <laughs> Because I just thought, I mean, what do you do with that? You know, you've got he's gone home and obviously had a moan that there's there's a lad not passing to him, and it was almost like I needed some light relief, and that I actually found that quite funny. Um, but it's kind of serious as well because obviously if somebody's got a beef with it's a bit of a problem and I'm I'm aware of this problem with this player that he doesn't pass it a lot and it you know I'm trying to work on it with him um, so I did a bit I, we discussed this last week didn't we and I, we talked about how I'd approach it yeah, um, so yeah I did a big thing with the group and I sat them all down and I went through a few scenarios of when you receive the ball looking up options assessing and all this and of course I was really I wasn't naming names. I was making it a generic chat. But I was also asking the players, right, if I don't pass to you, what, how are you going to feel? So I got him to tell me. I said, right, okay, let's say we carry on. I've three, three or four more times I haven't passed you again. How are you going to feel? What should you say to me? And I was trying to get them a bit rolled up and say, look, just imagine you're talking to your brother. 
because you're teammates, you should be comfortable with each other, but they're still quiet. And I'm like, if, if I'm not passing to you, you should be getting really annoyed with me and putting me in my place. So I can't keep doing it from the touchline. I want you to get to tell each other you're not doing it. And then you might start to. So, and it, you know, we did, we played really well second half. It's probably as good as we've played as a nine aside team since we, we moved to nine aside. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a lot of stuff that we'd worked on really start to show, which was great. Some stuff we worked on sort of went out the window as well, like it always does, because kids sort of forget. Um, so, yeah, so I've tried to deal with this non-passing thing in a kind of diplomatic way, because um, I am aware of it. And yeah. it, was, it was just the way, you know, I just thought it just made me chuckle, and probably because it was such an extreme contrast to this very serious, more weighty issue that I was trying to deal with. Um, and then I got I got another message last night from the same set of parents about um, basically complaining that we were playing too many games away from home. We've played three games this season, two at home and one away. <laughs> I was just kind of like, this is this is madness. Um, <laughs> and, and it all came back because we're not playing at our home ground on the 3G pitch because we've got too many teams and at our format, the games take too long so they can't fit us on. So we've got a couple of home venues we play at and they were kind of like, why have we got to keep driving to these games? And I said, well, <laughs> you play in, we play in Surrey so the games will be miles apart sometimes and as it happens, our fixtures this year, we've got probably 70% home games at the moment and 30% away. So, it, it's, again, it just kind of bemused me and it's, you know, it's just, just things like that you have to deal with and, um, so it just sort of shows the extreme of stuff. And I had to basically explain to these parents where all their fees were going because they were querying, we pay X amount a year to do this. Where does all the money go? So I had to sort of lay out, well, it goes on this, this, this. You have yeah. a great facility to train it every week. Not a lot of teams have this. And it was kind of like, I felt like a sort of business manager or something. It was kind of, um, <laughs> so it just shows, you know, the scale of stuff. And maybe people can relate to this who listen to it and have had to deal with similar stuff. Obviously, if you want to get in touch and discuss any of that with us. That'd be really interesting to hear your sort of the listeners kind of thoughts um, at grootscoachcast.com. They I did it without uh, Steve McLaren creeping in. Yeah. Is that the right <laughs> no, that the right I, was, I was just thinking, I'm not sure it is. <laughs> grootscoachcast. Co- well, so, twi- so Twitter is uh, grootscoachcast. Yep. And then is it grassrootscoachcast.gmail.com? That's the one. That's yeah. the email. You've but, got grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com. So drop us a line. If you've got any serious or comedy stories from parents, to let us know. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Again, I, I think I, I'm pretty lucky at the moment. Uh, again, I I do think it's it's probably more with the girls' game that you know people just seem to be that little bit more chilled out about it. Um but no, it's it's really interesting to to hear you going through all of that, and I guarantee, you know, whether anyone gets back to us or not, there's there's plenty of coaches out there that are going through uh, similar, if if not worse, um, I'm sure. than that I'm as sure. well. I'm sure, and uh, you know, there is a, of course, there's a serious side to it in terms of child welfare because I thought. I mean, that's why, just to finish up on it, well, that's why I told the club, because I thought, I, I don't, I know, because I, I know the dad and the, the kid, there's, there's not a problem, there's not a worry from my point of view from any incidents at home or anything like that. But I thought, let's just say in three months, something had happened and I hadn't said, oh, you know, I see this at football. And they said, oh, have you ever noticed anything with this 
this kid at football and I'd said, oh yeah, he gets shouted at and he cries his eyes out, but you mm. know, I didn't think it was worth reporting. So I've just to cover my own back, because that's why I felt awkward about it. Because I was in this situation and I thought, I've got to tell the club that this has happened because otherwise I might get into trouble down the line. I don't think anything like that's going to happen, but I thought, because, you know, that's why it's so good to go on these courses and do the level one because you learn this stuff. I never would have probably thought anything about it as having a responsibility to report that kind of thing. Yeah. But that's part of the real learning. It's it's serious stuff. And you think, oh, I'll never have to get involved in any of that. But of course, in a roundabout way, I kind of have just to cover my own back. Um, and hopefully it will calm down because it's not nice to sort of be around. So No, and you say it's it's to cover your own back, but but I absolutely, you know, just listening to it, it does sound like absolutely the right thing to do. I, I suppose yeah. it's it's one of those, isn't it? So we all, you know, we're pretty British, aren't we, around um, bringing up our own kids, but also, you know, not not treading on other people's toes and, and telling them how they should or shouldn't be talking to or bringing up their kids. So exactly. I think everyone, uh, certainly in, in Britain, is, is, you know, is fairly standoffish and, and won't really cross that boundary yeah. to, you know, challenge how someone else is speaking to or bringing up their kids. Whereas with this and in that position of responsibility, you you kind of have to get involved. Like you say, if if something happens a few months down the line, it's, it's not just about covering your back. You know, you, if you trace it back, you know, that could have just been an early warning sign for, for something yeah. deeper. No, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's um, as much as I, yeah, you're right. I can't, I can't, as much as I disagree with his standpoint on it, and like I said, it, it worried, worried me as a parent to think that's acceptable to speak to your kid that way. Um, I'm not going to go to him. Well, you can't do that. I don't agree with it. You shouldn't be doing it. It's not my place to say that. If that's what, if that's as much as I disagree with his argument of it. If that's what his point of view is, there's nothing I can do about that. So, um, you know, yeah, it, it is what it is. I think we could all do with a little bit of the Brian Cluffs about us couldn't we you know when when it comes to that you know when brian clough was asked you know do do you what do you do if your assistant manager disagrees with you well i like to speak to him we have a discussion about it and then we agree i was right (laughs) (laughs) so you know that level of uh having a a thick skin (laughs) i think you know we could all uh aspire to but you know we probably are a bit more sensitive i think most of the population is a bit more sensitive than brian clough at at least publicly yeah absolutely absolutely so but you're right it it is interesting comparing i watch evie play and you're right there is like that almost polite element involved really in terms of the behavior i don't see I've never seen any beef on the touchline, any you know over the top um, parental behaviour or anything like that. It's really interesting. Yeah, I, 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 and I can't really think why that is. I mean, you know, girls they they, they can be just as competitive as the boys. Is is it that thing? Some parents kind of living their dreams through their kids. Is it that maybe playing on it? Is I don't know. <sighs> what's also interesting maybe it's a regional thing I don't know I mean we went we went to watch um, Elijah's Saturday team play yesterday because um, we had a spare morning and they play in a different league um, 
and I've always found it, even when he played there last year, it's very, very polite. It's never any aggressive parents. It's all, it's all mm-hmm. kind of, I'm trying to think how to phrase it. It's almost like a rugby crowd. You know, there's, there's kind of like, there's just no needle. It's really strange. And I don't know if it's, it's what, it's quite a well, it's not, not a posh part of the world. I don't know. It's really strange. I've never, ever watched any game there and thought, oh, this is quite tense and, you can see the parents are going to go off at any moment. I've never, ever seen that in this part of the world where this, this league is. It's really strange. Really, yeah, really strange. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you just get sets of parents from, from, I don't want to call it a posh area. I don't know. It's, it's really interesting to me. Because watching the game yesterday, it was 2-2. Two, two, it was very tense. But the parents were so polite with each other, chatting on the, oh, it's a great game, isn't it? I thought, you'd never get that. Yeah. Never. I've never seen it. You know, occasionally a bit of banter, but the parents get so caught up in it and it can really sort of feel quite edgy, but it's, yeah, really, yeah. it's really odd, really odd. But So, <laughs> so Ben, going to get a bit abstract again. I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to reach back into uh, an experience from, the weakness. from a, a long, well, not, not that long a time ago, but I was doing like a, a management course a few years ago and there was, uh, it was probably about, 10 somewhere between eight and 10 people and uh there was this one guy this geordie there and we got onto the subject of like you know losing your cool as a manager you know and and, uh going into some coping strategies and stuff like that and you know the the thing is that the the tutor, you know, again, everyone there is, is a managerial level type person. You know, it's all just a bit middle class, if you like. And, uh, but this, the subject got onto physical violence and this, it transpires this Geordie fellow is basically working on a construction site. (laughs) It's like, and it was, the the tutor was so, you know, and again, he was, he was, he was quite a posh bloke. Yeah. And he was like, Do you mean you've seen physical violence, you know, from, from managers? And then Jordy's <laughs> like, Oh, I like it. you know, I mean nothing much, like, you know, <laughs> just gives him a few digs, you know, and that's it, and you just get on with it. And <laughs> just, it was just funny to you know, I was sat at the back just laughing to myself because there was these two worlds uh that just, you know, the guy just couldn't, the tutor, he just couldn't wrap his head around it. You know? And I just it's imagine this Geordie fella on, on the construction yeah, site. You know? different world, isn't it? it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, so so I, the reason I was thinking that is, yeah, I can imagine, you know, up and down the country, you know, there's varying levels in, in the leagues of, of how... Uh, how aggressive you know people will, will be yeah there's a team in our uh i think the division below us they're a local team actually and i heard the other week they were playing a team and the opposition walked off because they were just kicking seven spades of you know what out of them and they you know they didn't like it to the point that the players were going to get hurt so yeah that's quite serious and we've played them a couple of times actually and they are incredibly aggressive very aggressive and some of the parents are as well and um, yeah, so that's quite an interesting dynamic when you play this team. So we're we're not due to play them at the moment, but if they get moved up or something, we may well play them. And yeah, I've watched a few of their games, and they are 
probably play the wrong side of the line, I think, at times. So, yeah. Bit of a crazy gang thing, is it? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. If you think about it, that's that's kind of how I would... I've said that before about them. I said they remind me of that that woman and crazy gang type of thing. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, We played them in a tournament, and you could see we were a little bit intimidated by it because they were very, very, very physical. Um, but I think, obviously, this other team walked off because they were just getting no protection from the ref. Um, it was only a friendly as well, I think. It wasn't even a proper like league game, so to speak. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that's not. So they great, did, you, but did you say they walked off? Apparently, yeah, they they halfway through the games and the manager said, "Look, I'm not leaving my players on because he thought they were going to get hurt." That's off to him. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I said I'd do the same. I'd do, I said I'd do it in a league game, and if it meant we forfeited the game, fine, three nil. I'd, I'd take a three nil forfeit, and I would complain to the sorry youth league about it and say, "Look, these these guys are dangerous." Yeah, yeah. And I've seen it a little bit. Not not the extreme that I would have taken the team off, but if that's what's happened, then you know that's what's happened. So, yeah. Oh, again, it's all about just safeguarding, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, it sounds like you've done the right thing there. Yeah, definitely. Now, if I just try and boil it down to you know what what would we say? So, so you got a problem event. I guess the the first thing you've done there is reflect on it, isn't it? So, you yeah. know, because sometimes, you know, none of us is perfect, you know, and, and we don't do things in a perfect way. So if someone comes up aggressively with a beef, you know, you wouldn't recommend, you know, you wouldn't uh, want that communicated in that way. But, you know, still reflect on it. They Absolutely. might have some valid I mean, points. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's not, you know, we were having a bit of to and fro on WhatsApp, which is an idea. I'd rather do it face to face. And I've kind of, but put now any WhatsApp stuff for that kind of thing is not happening. It's got to be a face-to-face conversation. Um, and I didn't tell the club for till probably two, two or three days later because I wanted to. I, I thought about what I should do, so I did mm-hmm. a lot of thought and I asked. I, I phoned a couple of other coaches that I know from the club and got their opinion as well, which I think is, is was really useful. And it kind of put my mind at rest a bit and helped me decide what to do next. And it was good to have their backing, so that helps. So if there's if anyone's in the same situation, I would say, yeah, reflect, speak to other people who might be in the same boat or have experienced it, more experienced coaches. In my case, I went to. And we're lucky we've got a welfare officer at the club. So I just spoke to her and I spoke to the general manager and just got their thoughts and opinions, really. And in the end, they've kind of left it with me to sort out, obviously with the proviso that if I need them to speak to this person directly and give them a warning, they will do that. And that'll be the next kind of port of call if it doesn't, if it carries on. So it's good to have that support network it's really really important yeah and i guess you i mean like say this has been going on for a while now i mean you have tried the obvious thing is to just try and have a word at first isn't it yeah of course it is because you don't want it to because the, the, it's the kid who gets affected the player and he's he's the innocent party and he's the one who's going to suffer because ultimately he'll be asked to leave and it's not because of anything that he's done it's just because of the parent and the parents making it very difficult for them to, to be a part of any team. I mean, I did approach him, the club and asked about him moving teams because his dad had mentioned it and the club were like, well, no, because you're just putting that problem onto another coach. It's not dealing with the issue, which is how, how the parent is. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then, uh, like I say, so once you've spoken to the club, decide on on what that course of action is, and then you know 
whatever action you take, monitor it from there. You know, it sounds like it's had a positive effect, you know, so the so parents. Far. So yeah, far. so from that one game. Yeah, we've been here before and we'll see. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not, you can tell I've got my doubts because of, of the history. So um, we'll see what happens. But it was better today, but I can't go into every game worrying about that or not. I, I need to know that it's not going to happen because I've got too many other things to think about. Then, oh, how's this going to be today? It's just, it just takes up too much of my energy, and I can't be, I can't be doing with it, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, again, you know, we're all volunteers, aren't we? So, exactly, yeah. you know, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. Uh, anything else? Any other bits of um, any other nuggets? Do we think? Not on that. I don't think. I think every case is different, and you're always going to. I think it's inevitable. You're going to have it, and. Um, you know, just as a, a final funny note, I spoke to one of the coaches last week to discuss it with him, and he said, "He said, Ben, you know, he said, he said we had a game, the last game we played. He said, I spent, I spent the whole time, you know, laying out the tactics and the formation. He said, then I had one dad who basically coached his kid in the whole game to stand in a different position and play <laughs> in a completely different way to what I'd coached them. <laughs> so he said, you know, what can you do? Um, obviously, dealt with it, but yeah." That, that's what you have to deal with. It's just part of it's part of the thing, isn't it? We, we we have to tell all the parents and all this to follow the code of conduct and don't coach from the touchline. But everyone does it. All the parents do it. You yeah. can't help themselves. They're doing it today. It drives you nuts, but you're like, oh well. There's not not you can tell them to stop doing it, but they're going to keep doing it, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Part Why of, do we do this again? Yeah, <laughs> Answers on a postcard. Email in. Tweet. <laughs> it's not for the adulation and praise. <laughs> no, it's task. Yeah, and then you yeah, throw in 11, uh, 12, 13 boys, not particularly listening half the time. It's, yeah, it's a good challenge, but no, they're good lads. I enjoy it. I love it. I love it. I wouldn't want to give it up. It's great. Do you want to run through how people can get in touch with us? Yeah, so... Go on the Twitter page uh, at G Roots Coachcast, and uh, if you want to drop us an email, as we said before, on anything you've heard or any suggestions, any feedback, that'd be great. Uh, grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com. So I'll just give another couple of plugs. So one is the Comics in Motion podcast. So that's quite a different podcast where uh, myself and uh, my co-host we go through different media that are based on comic books so we'll go through films tv games and things like that so have a have a listen to that if you think you're interested in that and the other one that ben and i do with uh our other co-host chris um is the chat footy gossip no it's the chat footy podcast as well so there we focus more on the on the Premier League side of things. And we just discuss, you know, the the football that's been going on, some of the news. Um being a Liverpool fan, I, I quite enjoying that weekly now because Chris oh, yes. is a Man United fan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to do yeah, I'm sure over the last 20, 25 years, uh, it's been one-way traffic, to be honest, uh, going the other way. So <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks very much, Ben. I appreciate you sharing that and being candid with uh, with what's happened there. So obviously the story isn't over, is it? So I'm sure we'll we'll put this to bed for a few weeks, but I, um, it'd be interesting to come back to this, whether it's been a positive yeah. thing no, or, or a negative. Yeah. I'm sure we'll hear more about it. 
Yep, yep, absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot, Ben. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Bye now. Bye.